0: Show number 72 of Look at His Butt, L-T-N-J-K, Talk Trek. 72. 72. Oh, I was going to start singing, but it's 76 trombones, not 72. Right. We have to wait a few more shows. All right. All right.
1: And then I would prefer it was if it was Robert Preston singing. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> I think we can find that sound clip. That should be okay. Yeah, that would be an easy one to find. I think so. Okay, yay! Show seventy-two. Well, here we are, and oh my goodness, we have so much stuff to talk about because even though Boston Legal isn't on anymore for this summer, Bill is all over the place. He uh, all you, over the place.
1: I'm. I was wondering the other day. Well, with all the stuff that's going on and the things he's doing. Is he going to find time to still be with his horses? And I'm sure uh, Bill finds time for everything. I think he sleeps 10 minutes a night. I think you're probably right. Yeah. So let's open with really big news. Yay! Bill is nominated for another, another Emmy. Another Emmy, as
0: is um, um, lots of other Boston Legal. Yes,
1: James Spader is up mm-hmm. for Best Leading Actor. Bill's up for Best Supporting and the great episode they submitted was uh, Son of the of Defender. Of course, of course. Christian Clemenson, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Jerry, Espenson. Jerry Espenson, is nominated, and he's also joining the cast. As
0: a regular. As
1: a regular. Or, or has joined, I'm not sure. Um, and uh, also, then this is totally amazing. That god-awful Shatner roast <laughs> is nominated, like, in the Best Variety Show
0: <sighs> category. That's awful, that's so stupid. They just ran out of things to nominate I
1: guess, and I, I I hate to say this, but I hope it doesn't win because I don't want to encourage that sort of television. I completely agree with you because mm-hmm. I thought that was really bad. but this will be great
0: if if Bill wins, it'll be his yeah, third, third win. Emmy, I know. he'll have I three statues getting splashed. oh then he can start doing something with them. I mean, he could start doing crafts when you have more <laughs> than two. You know, you could start really? arranging you them. You need
1: three of something to, to so. do crafts? I think so.
0: Or he could start playing a shell game with them, you know? Oh. Like, moving them around and, like, where's the quarter? Where's the quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Magic tricks.
1: I bet he could uh, entertain his grandkids with that.
0: <laughs> they probably already use them for, like, fake sword frights and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, Go
1: Bill, we're very excited. We're very we'll be, excited. be watching and, and fingers crossed for you to win again.
0: Yes. So, I just had one funny little um, David E. Kelly thing that I wanted to read. Um, there's a website that I visit often called Go Fug Yourself, uh-huh. which is a, a very snarky site by these two women, and they look at pictures of celebrities at you know, movie openings, and basically criticize some of the things that they're wearing, and it's mm-hmm. very, very funny. And they're very careful not to criticize the people, just the awful clothes that they're wearing, because mm-hmm. often they're dressed by, I guess, stylists who have no idea what would really look good on them. So, uh-huh. so this was um, unrelated to *Boston Legal* really, but it was about um, hairspray. And at the opening of the movie, Michelle Pfeiffer was there because she had right. a role in it, and she has a sister apparently named Dee Dee who came in support of her sister. Like, I have no idea who her sister is. So, this is what they wrote. It was nice to see Dee Dee Pfeiffer come out of the woodwork to celebrate her sister Michelle's return to the big screen. It's more than hubby David E. Kelly managed. Although maybe he was buried at home under piles of Boston legal scripts, hand-scribbled on yellow legal paper with Mr. and Mr. James Spader written in the margins, and then crossed out and tear-stained. Or perhaps he was too tired from trying to create a soundtrack to his own life that would add record scratches at all the shocking, amusing, poignant slapstick or furious moments. We'll never know. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Wow, <laughs> Mr. and Mr. James Spader. Crossed out in tear stained. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but, you know, I hadn't really um, noticed the whole thing about his obsession with the record scratch noise that they often use in Boston mm-hmm. Legal. And apparently, that's just one of his tricks that he likes to put well, in his shows. Well, cool. Well, while we're on the topic <laughs> of,
1: of Boston Legal, I want to, first of all, bring up two things that. didn't make it into the list right now, but I'm going there anyway. First thing is, we took our notes for the show on this really fabulous notebook that was given to me by our man in New Zealand, Gregory. Um, Some of you may have seen this in stores. It's a lovely picture of Captain Kirk with tummy roll. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, I've already got a female to worry about. Her name is The Enterprise. And then you open it up, and it's this really nice graph paper. With um, Star Trek quotes, but you know it's mostly blank, so you can write your notes. So we wrote our our, our mm-hmm. list of things we're going to talk about in that. But the other thing Gregory gave me oh, yes. is a magazine from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It's a magazine called M2, and it has a beautiful, beautiful picture of Bill on the cover, and uh, it says Boston Star Attraction. Who's your daddy? (laughs) And so, of course, you know, I went through the magazine. And it's really
0: a very nice magazine. It's on very high-quality paper. Yeah, he was explaining to me that this is the high-class men's magazine for that part of the world. Okay. So there's a
1: huge segment, several articles, all having to do with Boston Legal. um, And just gorgeous pictures. And uh, it, it, there's an article about Boston Legal with some lovely cast photos, and then there's an article about Bill that's mm-hmm. very interesting, and it's called Inside the Big Giant Head. That's a great picture of him right it there. It is
0: great. He looks wonderful.
1: And I like this picture mm-hmm. of, of him in the the hospital gown in, mm-hmm. in the episode they did with that. And then there's an article about Spader, and I read this, and this is real interesting because I didn't know a lot of, um, a, actually a lot about James Spader. A beautiful picture of mm-hmm. the two of them together in jail. And uh, then when you go a little further in, there's an article about Boston mm-hmm. itself. Oh, I didn't even see this article. And then there's an article about what is going to happen with Star Trek
0: next. Look at those pictures. Yeah. Old, nice, beautiful pictures. That's
1: right. So this, is, it's really wonderful. And just... Like I said, it's on really high-quality paper, and then you're at the end of the Star Trek part. So I'm going to scan all this stuff in, and we will put up a link to it. I haven't gotten around to scanning it yet. But um, you guys are going to want to go there and read these articles Mm -hmm. and look at these gorgeous pictures. Mm -hmm. But... um, I say good good for New Zealand putting together such a classy
0: magazine with Bill on the cover. Yeah. And, and looking wonderful. He does his his tie and his handkerchief are coordinated. Mm-hmm. Well, it's obviously a Boston legal, looking very classy. Thing. Well, I think we had noticed in some of the episodes they did not coordinate the tie and the handkerchief very well and we thought it was not successful. Mm-hmm. It looks much better when it's when it's matching. But don't you love Bill with Who's your daddy? Oh, absolutely. It, and he's got that expression on his face, too. Yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's daddy? Yeah. He's our
1: daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is uh, the the second birthday special of this magazine. It's only been around for two years. Yeah. Issue number 24 says it right there. Yep. So, uh, thank you so much,
0: Greg, for for uh, picking this up for us. It's how just, could you not buy it with him on the cover looking like that?
1: How could you not? Yeah. And apparently there is a, a magazine... Um, called lifestyles out here in the U.S. Yeah. or it's an LA magazine or something that has a similar picture on its oh, cover. Really? Yeah. yeah, but uh, this this is a total rarity in the U.S. <laughs> I'm pawing it now because I'm so happy. Collector's about item, it.
0: better bag it and board it. Yeah, but first I have to scan it uh, all in. Okay, okay, that's good. So,
1: thank you, Greg.
0: That's wonderful. Yay. Okay, what's the next thing? The big news, and this is because Hollywood listens to this show, even though they won't admit it. That's right. Um, Bill is going to have a talk show. I know. Finally, it's so fantastic. after all this time, we're so it's excited. Called William Shatner's Raw
1: Nerve. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping he will ask really nervy questions. I'm sure, he will. And from what we understand, I'm already forgetting the name of the uh, the station it's on. It's a cable channel, isn't it? It's a cable channel that's changing its name. <laughs> okay, I'll have to look this up okay. while we talk about it. But um, they, they have ordered 12 episodes. And Bill is going to be interviewing politicians and actors. Mm-hmm. And he is not going to be interviewing them at times when they're either running for office or have something coming out that they're going to plug. So he's going to be able to talk about a lot of other things with them. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, to bring up the... His, they're strange and, and intriguing stories and secrets that we haven't heard before. Oh, if
0: anybody could get stories out of people, it's going to be Bill. Well, we've seen him take over so many interviews mm-hmm. and do such a fantastic job. Here we go. Okay. So um, this is, I think, straight from the press release. William Shatner, one of the stars of ABC's Boston Legal, has agreed to host a celebrity interview show for the Biography Channel. Oh, right, and they're now called Bio. Bio, okay. Shatner's Raw Nerve will be a 30-minute showcase for Shatner to interview guests ranging from public politicians to actors so how will this differ from other interview shows william shatner will explore life's most intriguing questions and unearth his guest's strange and unknown stories <laughs> 13 episodes have been ordered and will begin airing in 2008 so yay who do you think he's gonna have on oh my god he could have anybody i mean come on who he's wouldn't bill be on there? he's right. bill he could interview anybody at all
1: so do you think he'll go with um friends a lot of people when they you know the talk show first starts they they ask all their friends to come on because if you ask let's say some mm-hmm. some person who's a big star attraction they don't want to appear on a loser show so they won't come on until after mm-hmm. you've run a while so uh well he's
0: got enough friends to fill up season after season after right. season of this thing. I don't know. I'm sure some of them will be his friends, but I'm sure he has a list of people that he'd just like to talk to. I'm actually just scanning around to see if they have any um, listings for people. And um, does it say if it's taping now and when it debuts? It just says 2008.
1: Oh, so that's next year. Yeah. We're going to have to wait.
0: I'm sure there'll be some stories. I'm sure he's going to be talking about it on Shatner Vision when they start yes. taping it. because. Yes. Bill loves to talk about that. Yeah, well, he loves to talk about all kinds of stuff. I know. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. <gasps> I know. That'll be really... Uh, well did,
1: uh, with Talking about Boston Legal and talking about Chetner's Raw Nerve, we'll never get to
0: look at Star Trek episodes again. <laughs> but that's very exciting. Uh, it is. Oh, I'm so glad they gave him a talk show. He is just exactly the right guy to yes. be hosting a talk show. And I think 30 minutes is good. More than that. And it might be difficult to sort of sustain the... Yeah, but when you're doing a
1: single guest show, which I think is what it sounds like he's going to
0: do. Yeah, okay. I'm just looking to see. Yeah, they're exactly what you said. Um, blah, blah, blah. They are not in the midst of promoting films or actively campaigning. It sets it apart. Uh, when Let's see. When he's not quizzing his fellow celebs on their personal lives, Shatner will continue to play attorney Denny Crane, a role for which he's earned both a Golden Globe and an Emmy. Two Emmys. Two Emmys. Yeah, it doesn't say two Emmys. Shh. That was from the E! online site. Doofs. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, Bill on his own talk show. Can't Yay. wait. And you know, because he's hosting a talk show, that he's going to end up talking about himself as much as his guests are going to end up talking about.
1: But I think he'll be a
0: really good interviewer. Oh, I think so. But Bill's style, I think... Um, to draw out the people that he's talking to is to offer something about himself in mm-hmm. exchange. So he's yes. not just going to sit there like Johnny Carson and sort of fire questions at them. He's mm-hmm. going to say, "Well, this is what happened to me. Now, tell me what happened to you." Right. So we're going to hear all kinds of good stuff about him.
1: Yeah. Mm. Ooh, I'm so excited! I'm I very just excited. oh, I cannot wait. Yay! <sighs> so. Among other things, in the what Bill's doing right now, right this summer... Which is everything. Which is everything, is he appeared on the Best Damn Sports Show Ever. hmm Was talking about fast cars and superstars <laughs> and his adventures there, which we've shared with you. And I hope you guys all got to see some of that, or at least go online mm-hmm. and, and look at some of the very funny video that was put up. But he also did an ode to a basketball. It was great. He did it so... It dramatically, in the Shatner way. Mm-hmm. And it showed you Bill's gift for bringing great meaning to whatever he does. It's basically, you know, just talking about a basketball. We don't know if he wrote it. It didn't say if he wrote it. It didn't say. But...
0: uh he was wearing a, a white nerd shirt. Yeah, he was. Why was it buttoned up so high? It looked stupid. It should have been unbuttoned to the next button. Right. That's what so made have, it a nerd shirt. Could have seen a little chest hair there, you know? Yeah. A bit of chest. Yeah. That would have been good. Yeah.
1: But apparently he is a, a huge basketball fan.
0: And a huge hockey fan, they yes. said. And a football fan. Yes. He he the <laughs> sports.
1: Oh, and he answered a question we had asked, which was... In Boston Legal, that was the real Stanley Cup. That was Cup. the Stanley
0: Cup. Amazing. And
1: David E. Kelly had gotten it for one day, so he quickly wrote a couple of scenes to incorporate the Stanley Cup. hmm And uh,
0: and they filmed it. And Although it was the real thing, I'm sure that wasn't the real one that they dropped though. That they banged up. They might have dropped it, and somebody was right down there to catch it, or they dropped it on out a of really big range um, mattress.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna try and. Uh, Play the sound of Bill's doing yes. his We're ode
0: to basketball? That. Because you have to watch it from um, one of those AOL sites that has video, and we could not get it to work on either of our Macs. We had to resort to um, the Windows machine, unfortunately. Really? So,
1: um, so there's that. Now, I'm looking for something else.
0: Okay. Do you want to talk about the Montreal interview? That's I have what it. I'm looking for. Oh, it. you have it up? Have okay. It right Great.
1: Bill... This weekend, I believe, like
0: right now. I think you're right. Is in
1: Montreal Mm -hmm. hosting, uh, is it Just for Laughs? It is is Just for Laughs, yeah. Which he did several years ago and did a hilarious, funny, funny opening bit about I Am Canadian. It's great. And I have that um, on my iPod and I just smile (laughs) and smile when it comes up in the random play things. But he is going to be hosting that again. And uh, there was a really interesting review done
0: by somebody in Montreal, so you want to talk about it a little? Sure, it's a it's a, a cute little interview that he did by telephone, and uh, it's just a little promotional thing for this. And it's about how he couldn't wait to come back to Montreal so that he could visit some of his family there. And it, it's funny because it starts off with the guy who's doing the interview um, saying to Shatner, "You know, it's funny. I've always felt this kind of paternal vibe coming from you." And Shatner says, "No, I don't know you, and I certainly don't want any demands." Man, and <laughs> It's very funny. So it, it goes on, and he Bill's just very um, amusing through this, but this was great. Um, the, ho- the guy who's doing the interview says, let's forget for a moment the Golden Globes and the Emmys and these sorts of things, the all-brand commercial. People love them. And those,
1: those are running in Canada and in England. They
0: do, and Shatner says, they do. I've signed for another couple of years with the Kellogg's thing, and they're fun to do. They've caught a lovely hook, I guess, on how to project me on their brand, and it becomes fun for everybody. So, I, you know, it's funny that Bill is thinking about all the stuff that he's doing, and the most fun he's having is the all-brand commercials. <laughs> Not even the Priceline commercials. No, definitely the all
1: one. Brand. Um, One of the things I thought was really interesting is there actually is a little bit of, of, of seriousness where um, the person is asking him about, you went through a tough period right after Star Trek, Mm -hmm. and is it true that you were living in the back of a truck in the San Fernando Valley? And Bill says, yes. You know, in terms of it really being tough, where tough was really tough, that wasn't tough. But in terms of, uh, I suppose, being a leading actor, laughs, living in the back of a truck, that was tough. Mm -hmm. And I like that perspective And the guy says, what was tough? Mm -hmm. And Bill says, well... It was the rising expectations and the dashed hopes, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So I just find that interesting that I don't know if he had that perspective on it at the time. But I like that he he keeps it in mind that there are a lot worse things in this world Mm -hmm. than living in the
0: back of a truck. Yep. And and I'm wondering if some of that perspective now comes on from doing this biography, this autobiography that he's been working on too, and having yeah. to kind of think about that and relive oh, it, go through can't it. Wait for that to come out and to read that. Yeah, and it's really funny when I got to the part where the interviewer says, "So what are you doing these days?" And there's like a giant paragraph about yep. all, all the stuff he has going
1: on. And one of the things he talks about is that ballet that yeah. was done of common people. Or uh, you know, of songs from his album. There is a DVD of that coming out. Yay. So
0: we should watch that.
1: Oh, that would that would be great! I can't wait to see what they've done with it. <laughs> and he's also got another recording coming out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's that uh, thing he did where he read Exodus. Right. So it's it's not going to be the the same sort of thing as uh, has been. Yeah. But I'll, still, I'll hear it. I want to hear It's him Bill. It. Yes, <laughs> it's Bill. It's Bill. Bill everywhere. So that's a that's a really fun interview, and it's short, and I'm sure that he is having a blast at Just for Laughs, and mm-hmm. the audience is loving him, mm-hmm. and so I hope whatever he does there gets posted online in some form. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll turn up on YouTube. That stuff always gets up pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of things on YouTube, yes. Bill appeared in Brad Paisley's oh, yes. video, as mm-hmm. we know they are friends. And Bill was in the video of Celebrity, which was last year. And Brad's got a new song out now called Online. Very funny song about a nerd (laughs) who's singing I'm So Much Cooler Online. And this video stars, I mean, Brad appears in it, but really it stars Jason Alexander as Mm. the nerd who also directed this. And Bill and the woman, I'm blanking on her name, who played George Costanza's mother, on Seinfeld. Oh, right, yeah. Play the nerd's parents. Oh, that's funny. And um, the actress, again, I'm blanking on the name, but who played Marcia in the Brady Bunch movies, who oh. is uh, Ben Stiller's wife, uh-huh. she's in it. Uh-huh. And the video is very funny, and it's on YouTube, so you've got to go watch it. But there, there's um, there's a part in it where, over the music, Bill and, and Jason Alexander actually have like a scene together where they're talking, so it's not just... Mm-hmm you know, acting out to the video. And it's really fun. And like I said, it's it's a good song. I like Brad Paisley's music a lot. And this is a fun song. Wow, that's so cool. The other thing is, though, there's a point where um, Jason Alexander in the video is like in this fantasy where he's Brad Paisley. Mm-hmm. So he's in a cowboy hat and he's in a jeans and he's, you know, strumming a guitar in front of this crowd that's absolutely going insane. And in a lot of the shouts, I was thinking, hmm, I know another balding, chubby country singer that that looks a lot like. Because I was thinking it's Garth Brooks. <laughs> but so Bill is out there working with his friends and having the time of his life.
0: Oh, he's he's so he's friends with everybody, and he gets to be part of all the things that his friends do. How yes. exciting that must be!
1: And yeah, and if Bill wants to do something, I think he just has to pick up the phone. Uh-huh, I'm sure. Oh, that's
0: great. Go, Bill. Yay. Whew. That's not even half the stuff that he's doing.
1: No, but that's that's the stuff we're going to talk about right this minute. All right.
0: So, um, cool. We'll take a little break and play some music and stuff, and, and then we're going to come back and talk
2: about the whole... Space, time. the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before.
0: We want to hear from you. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand.
2: This is TSFPN.com, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network. You've found the best podcasts in the universe. Have the the stage, please. An ode to a basketball with William Chavez. You float in the air with rotation and grace, connecting a team like heartfelt embrace. The arena sings with each swish and swat. Here at sunrise and a sunset in one simple shot. All the joy you create, the potential you bring. You took a LeBron and made him a king. Now King James is a shot. Bring in the crown. Could Bruce Bowen get hot and take him down? Oh, no, my, this just in. Has Billy Donovan gone berserk, the magic just called, and said, alas, what a jerk. <laughs> Oh sphere of excitement, oh orb of desire, you've spawned competition, and for that I truly admire
1: Okay, okay the theme of this second segment is what's going on with Star Trek. And there is always stuff going on with Star Trek. Always, always. It's it's eternal. Yes. And it's uh peripatetic. Really? That's a big word. I know. Do I owe you for that word? I you? think so. I would I'll <laughs> take my payment later. Um This first bit of news was sent to us by a listener named Shannon. And this this is what her email says. I thought this was interesting. You gals were the first people I thought of as I watched the video. I smell another road trip to (laughs) Vegas. So let's tell you what this is. Um, Remember we talked about the wax figures Mm -hmm. that were going to be auctioned off. And there is a couple, and I wrote down their names here in our wonderful Star Trek (laughs) notebook, named... Steve and Lori Greenthal, who heard that the, the figures were being uh, auctioned off and that a lot of the people apparently who were bidding had these ideas that mm. they were going to sell them mm-hmm. individually. And one of the, the horrible fates that might have happened yeah. was Spock would be in a bar. In a bar.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God.
1: So um, even though they are not wealthy people, they didn't bid, but they put themselves on the list to buy them If the winner of the auction Mm -hmm. could not come through. And the winner of the auction Mm -hmm. could not come through. So they got the figures, the whole crew, Mm -hmm. for Mm $40,000. And they then apparently took these to a couple of conventions, set up a, a, a set, and charged people $30 a piece to pose with the figures and made their money back. Yeah, I think so. And uh, God bless these people. I am I am so for them. They. <laughs> it sounds in the, the clip, and we're going to post a link to it, like they want to now sell them, but their, uh, their conditions are they have to stay together, mm-hmm. and they have to stay in public view. Yep, which I think is great. I think that is so fantastic. Yeah. And of course, my response was, ooh, I wonder if they'd let me sit in Kirk's lap, <laughs> or if you could just stand in that
0: one corner where they showed... You know, somebody getting their really. picture done. So tell what you have learned well, researching um, this. Well, just Googling in a little bit, I found another article um, which is not too current but says that um, they had them in a convention in Las Vegas, but they've also taken them to a different convention that happened in Anaheim where um, they're still doing it, where they're letting people come up on the set and the set, um, the display, I should say, and get their pictures taken with it. So what I'd like to find out though, is if this is what they're doing with it now, like whether they're going to do this for a couple of years until somebody buys it. I couldn't find any news about whether they had actually um, managed to sell them to somebody else. Well, Um, And it says, the convention appearances were to show potential buyers like hotels or casinos that the wax figures still have drawing power. The partners would like to double their investment. Seven waxes are a bit much to have lying around the house.
1: Well, we are talking Star Trek.
0: Yeah. So um, maybe if any of you have um, other information about this, that would be good to know. But most of the news seems to be from um, a while ago and and nothing too recent there. Now, certainly they weren't at the... um, place that we went to, or we would have heard about it, mm-hmm. and they didn't tell us about it when we were there, so it wasn't at a different hotel or anything in Vegas, so I'm assuming these people still own it. Well, uh,
1: I'm looking, I am I found a different article now than the one you were looking at, and mm-hmm. so I'm trying to see, okay, it's talking about how they went and bought them. This is at StarTrek.com? No,
0: this is, yeah. Oh, okay, because I just, I see the link to it here in Google. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to click on it, you can do that. But I think it would be pretty creepy to have wax figures hanging around your house. Yeah, Even to have them in the garage would make me feel uneasy. Okay. Even William Shatner.
1: This is a very interesting article. I'm going to have to actually go and read it because it's got a lot of information about the figures itself. So what do you
0: do with them? Okay. That's what I'm trying (laughs) to to We dress them up in little aprons and put them in the kitchen. would imagine that they must be pretty fragile after all this time they you are know? in a locked room Ooh. at
1: steve's shop first stop for the crew will be las vegas creation mm-hmm. anaheim then two weeks after that they are going to seattle these these have oh. already already happened yeah um
0: interesting they must have to keep them climate controlled the and stuff They're in a they have started room. a website with oh.
1: their schedule. Okay, let's go to it. It's called EnterpriseWax.com. <laughs> mission accomplished. We did it. We bought, brought the crew home to the fans. Our mission was so successful. The plans are in the works to bring them out again in 2007 and beyond. So if you miss them in Las Vegas or Anaheim, another opportunity is coming your way. Be sure to check out the photos. For if We have, okay.
0: There you go. So it's EnterpriseWax.com is where you can go to see all the pictures of them there. And I'm, I just looked at the schedule thing, and there isn't anything on it. But there is a Contact Us page. Maybe we should send them email. Yeah. And ask them what's going on. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Cool. So you guys, you can all go to EnterpriseWax.com and look at them. Tell them um, that you want them to give us the wax figures. <laughs>
1: no? You just said it would be creepy to have around oh. your house. No, um, but we would like to come visit the figures somewhere, and we yeah. would like to sit on Kirk's lap. I agree. Oh, oh so exciting cool so they have their their uh good good work Stephen lawyer we do need to write to them and tell them how pleased we are with what they've done and and the rest of you should write also and if anybody has done this at the vegas convention or anaheim or anywhere we want to know all about this yeah
0: like were you allowed to touch them and stuff yeah or could you just you know stand there yeah cool wax
1: Very, very cool. Okay, here's the next thing on the list.
0: <laughs> so, as part of Star Trek Living On. Star Trek continues. Um, so, as we had talked about before, New Voyages has another episode that's in production, and apparently they have finished filming on this, and this is the special gay episode, <laughs> and I don't feel bad calling it because everybody's calling it the gay episode. So, it's the one that's written by David Gerald. <clears throat> and it's called Blood and Fire. It's a special two-part episode, so I guess that's why it took them so long to film it. And the plot is that um, Kirk's gay nephew, Peter Kirk, falls in love with a fellow crew member named Alex Freeman. Also a, presumably gay. Presumably he's gay, yeah. yeah. It would be kind of weird if he wasn't gay.
1: Well, then it would be really angsty. Yeah, that's true. I wrote a story like that that upset <laughs> a lot, a lot of people.
0: Um, and so the the site that I found this on, actually um, Logan at work gave it to me, um, put a little commentary in. It says, and by fall in love, I don't mean one of those lame allegories that the other official Star Trek engaged in with genderless aliens or body swapping trills. These two fellows fall in love. And as proof, the folks at new voyages provided us with a couple of exclusive pics for your perusal. So there's two pictures here of the two guys um, being romantic. And the thing that spoils it for me is that they're both wearing those juvenile infantile, um, Oshkosh by gosh, overall jumpsuity things well
1: and the thing that spoils it for me is i don't know if it's the lighting or the photography but i thought when i first looked at it that these were mannequins (laughs) or remember uh, one of our listeners wrote in and and was telling us why fan art sucks Uh and how now there's this 3d imaging that's getting better and better and i was thinking that's what it was that if it wasn't mannequins yeah
0: that's true well maybe it'll be better when it's real alive um the other part to this says uh if this isn't enough to get you to watch it denise crosby who played tasha yar will be in this new episode here in another exclusive photo from new voyages denise is on the bridge of the enterprise playing tasha yar's grandmother um how many times are they going to play that card that it, the the cast member is the ancestor of the person? Or, or just, you know, using the gimmicks of the the cast member. As many times as they can. I guess. Oh, I think so. So there you go. So I will post the link, and you guys can look at these pictures. Do we have yeah. any idea when this comes out? You know, I think as long as it takes them to do the post-production. Okay. I don't know that they actually have a release schedule for these sorts of things, given that they're on such a shoestring budget. Probably yeah. not even a shoestring. It's probably more like a piece of dental floss.
1: So are we going to see these guys shimmy out of those Oshkosh bagash.
0: Well, I 2,300 don't know. space
1: overalls? I don't
0: know. <laughs> you know, I, they must have to um, keep it to a certain rating of quality. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So here we go. Let's see. I'm just looking at New Voyages. World premiere event, World Enough and Time, starring George Takei. Um, The premiere date has been announced for the next episode, which is August 23rd,
1: 2007. That's
0: the George Takei one? Yes. Okay. Um, So it's going to be on streaming video, and they're doing a live premiere event with George in Beverly Hill, California, and you can watch it through the streaming video. Mm. So... We should probably try to watch that, although I don't think I really want to get it together to do the whole streaming thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Okie dokie. So anyway, that's what's going on with New Voyages. Okay.
1: So, now our next bit of news.
0: Oh, so this is funny. So I was cleaning up my garage, and I had a whole pile of Internet World magazines the date on this magazine, magazine. I've never heard of. February 1995. There was an internet pen? Can you believe it? Wow. This had to be
1: before they had the internet on computers.
0: Um, looking through here, there are ads for 56K baud modems. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh and laugh and laugh. And right here I look at it, the very first one I picked up, it has Star Trek on the cover. And there's a whole article which I scanned called Star Trek The Net Generation. Across the far reaches of cyberspace, Intronauts gather to talk Trek. Internauts! Isn't that I really? like that. Oh so this is so funny. So So article. we're internautresses? The best part about this is that it gives Star Trek sites and resources. Ah! Here's what they are. There's only six. Rec Art Star Trek Current. These are all internet groups, usenet groups, Wreck Art Star Trek Fandom, Wreck Art Star Trek Tech, Wreck Art Star Trek Creative, Wreck Art Star Trek Info, Reviews, Alt, Anson Wesley, Alt Ensign Wesley, Die, Die, Die. <laughs> <laughs> I remember people talking about that one. Alt Star Trek Sexual Fetish. Do you remember? That yes. was the group that preceded the Sexy Captains, which preceded um, Ask Him. There was a mailing list... Um, for Streck-L, which I was never a part of, there was a journal um, called Dateline Starfleet, and then there was the Trek Review List, which you could get to at Cornell. And that was it? That was the only thing you That could was do. the whole thing. No websites. Okay. Because there now, weren't really websites then. First of all, then. they
1: have to be wrong if they're saying that these are the only websites, because it's my theory, and as we've seen, I'm really wrong about these things, that Star Trek is the killer app <laughs> that made the Internet <laughs> popular. Because that's the whole thing about new technology. Uh-huh. It's not enough to have a good product. There has to be this killer app, this reason people are going, Gotta have it! And Star Trek drove the internet.
0: I think so. This is so funny. Let me read some of this, because it's this is a great article. I might just rip this out of this magazine to have it, because it's just such a slice of history right here. Yes. It says, There are several Star Trek news groups, and they have a history of a small democratic nation. In the early 80s, when Usenet was an esoteric techie hangout, a news group called Net SF-Lovers attracted a crowd interested in discussing old Star Trek episodes, See? You killer app, I was right. um, and the latest movie, Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Discussion of the movie overwhelmed the news group and led the creation of an exclusive Star Trek news group called Net Star Trek. So they had what twenty posts, and they just oh my god! The group flourished on its own, but along with Usenet, expanded too fast for its own good. In 1987. That's twenty years ago. Several prominent news administrators debated how best to divide all existing news groups to better handle the increased activity. In what some call the Great Renaming, the <laughs> Net and Mod groups were abolished and replaced by the current hierarchy, which is Comp News, um, Rexo Side Talk news groups. This was before the Alt news group. Yes. Wow. Shortly thereafter, Paramount and Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, announced a new series called Star Trek The Next Generation. Volume on the Trek news group exploded once again and set off a debate on how best to reorganize the group. As in a Chicago mayor- mayoral election, the users argued, insulted each other, voted, and then accused each other of fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Oh, my God. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't even remember this. The most active of the bunch is Rec Art Star Trek Current. Is that group still around do you think? Is I there have still no rec idea. Arts um uh, people talk about the latest news about movies, books, and TV shows. They trade rumors, discuss episodes, and, of course, debate. The mixture can be volatile, as was seen early last summer when someone posted an early draft of Star Trek Generations five months before the movie released. <gasps> Most users jumped at the chance to get a sneak peek at the film. Others lambasted those who posted it saying they were violating copyright law. Paramount certainly wasn't happy. While the company is mum on the topic now, it reportedly contacted some of the netters who posted the script. The national media picked up on the controversy and on October 8th edition of TV Guide called the Trek Bulletin Boards the new bane of Paramount's existence. <laughs> it's just so funny. Let me see. There were a couple other things I wanted to... Uh... What is this quote here? I can only really see part of it. It says, we don't worship Gene Roddenberry as a god. Well, most of us don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, here fans are divided over how the net will affect conventions, those quirky gatherings of costume-clad diehards that began in the the 1970s. Many of them agree that the internet is faster in its distribution of the latest news and that it penetrates a larger segment of the population. That uh, is
1: very true.
0: Other fans point out that the amb- the ambiance of a convention can never be replaced. And Trekkers who have shaken the hand of Gene Roddenberry, Leonard Nimoy, and other Star Trek celebrities at a convention could not have duplicated that feat on the Internet. Also very true. Um, let's see. If, so the concluding paragraph says, If conventions are indeed no longer as fun perhaps that is the price of progress but the internet is giving star trek enthusiasts something that no other fan society has had before the net has become a central gathering place a perpetual convention where trekkers from around the world can fight make friends or just share their passion for the final frontier isn't that great? That is
1: a great article.
0: 1995. Oh, you have to hang on to that. That I is wonderful. I love it. And, you know, it has these pictures of the, the Action figures, figures. That, that were out of time. And I scanned in the pictures of the, the pictures.
1: I like how the planet Saturn is over the Kirk figure,
0: kind of like a halo. It's like a halo. And he's got this Jesus light behind him. It's great. So I'll put that up so you guys can see the picture. But I just laughed that this was 1995. Wow. Oh, so long ago. hey in 1995 we didn't even know each other that's true we didn't it was that long ago yeah i was still in graduate school then. that's a scary thought what was i doing just hanging out hanging out yeah Yeah. so great i love that i just thought that was such a
1: funny (laughs) thing oh that's a keeper yeah and i i like the term internauts internauts i've never
0: heard that the ads in here are just to die for. I mean, there's all these, you know, companies that don't exist and, and things that you're like, what the fuck is this about? You know, how mm-hmm. to use the internet and stuff. AOL. Here's AOL. <gasps> um, this, here here you can, so if you want to try AOL online for free, you have to select the disk type and size. These are floppy disks. Mm-hmm. You can get Windows 3.5, <laughs> DOS 5.25, or DOS 3.5, or Mac 3.5. I I really want you to scan that in for someone we know who works at AOL. I will definitely do that. These are just so funny. <laughs> All this stuff. Interworks. Yeah. You can get your website hosted for In million. fact, it would
1: be kind of fun yeah. to go through that magazine and see how many of the internet-related companies uh, that are in here are still
0: in business. Most of them are not. I actually took a, a, a you know, like, I looked through here to see how many I actually recognized. And I did recognize a lot, but so many of them have gone under. It's like, who are these guys? And then you look at the pictures of the interfaces. <laughs>
1: Oh, internet cool. in a box. The whole nature of the internet is that it's not in a box. <laughs> great. It's
0: just. Great. Oh, oh, that's wonderful! What a
1: find! Yeah. I'm so glad you never throw anything away.
0: <laughs> well, I'll keep this. I am going to get rid of the rest of my internet world because I don't think I need to keep all those other ones. Just this one. Just that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Was so. Great. So what's the next thing? Oh, Galaxy Quest. So, as you guys will remember, last time we talked about Galaxy Quest. Which was wonderful. Which was so much fun. I was so glad we did that. So, I, um, while I was editing that last episode, I did a little bit of research. And one of the links that I had put up... Um, on the blog for this was a site called Questarian, the Questarian. And this was a huge site that was put up by a guy who was really into Galaxy Quest. So as I was flipping around the site, um, we had mentioned in the show we wondered how many of the Trek people had seen it. Mm -hmm. So what he did, he has a section of the site that's called Trek Talks and it's about the Trek people who've seen Galaxy (gasps) Quest and what they had to say so I wanted to read it. Yes! So I'll put up a link. You guys can go read it. And these are excerpted from lots of different places. So this is what Shatner has to say. I thought it was very funny, and I thought the audience that they portrayed was totally real, but the actors that they were pretending to be were totally unrecognizable. (laughs) Certainly, I don't know what Tim Allen was doing. He seemed to be the head of a group of actors, and for the life of me, I was trying to understand who he was imitating. (laughs) The only one I recognized was the girl playing Nichelle Nichols. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny, Bill. Yes, yes, yes. George Takei. I think it's a chillingly realistic documentary. The details in it, I recognized every one of them. It is a powerful piece of documentary filmmaking. (laughs) And I do believe that when we get kidnapped by aliens, it's going to be the genuine, true Star Trek fans who will save the day. (laughs) I was rolling in the aisles and Tim Allen had that Shatner-esque swagger down pat. And I roared when the shirt came off and Sigourney Weaver rolls her eyes and said, there goes the shirt again. How often did we hear that on the set? (laughs) Patrick Stewart. I had originally not wanted to see Galaxy Quest because I heard that it was making fun of Star Trek and that then Jonathan Frakes rang me up and said, you must not miss this movie. See it on a Saturday night in full, in a full theater. And I did, and of course, I found it was brilliant. Brilliant. No one laughed louder or longer in the cinema than I did. But the idea that the ship was saved and all of our heroes in that movie were saved simply by the fact that there were fans who did understand the scientific principles on which the ship worked was absolutely wonderful. And it was both funny and also t- touching that it paid tribute to the dedication of those fans. Yep. And the last one is from, oh, sorry, Will Wheaton says... So I didn't want to do the cons because it made me feel like a loser standing there talking about what I did so many years ago, and then I saw Galaxy Quest. I loved Galaxy Quest. I thought it was brilliant satire not only of Trek but of fandom in general. The only thing I wish that they had done was cast me in it and have me play a freaky fanboy who keeps screaming at the actor who played the kid about how awful it was that there was a kid on the spaceship. <laughs> Alas. When I saw Galaxy Quest, I remembered how much fun I used to have at conventions, and I missed it. I missed the interaction with the fans. I Missed the chance to tell stories about my life on TNG, but mostly I missed the sex. The hot, Klingon forehead-wearing fan sex. <laughs> what? Just kidding. I just wanted to see if you were skimming <laughs> And the last one's from Brennan Braga, who is not my favorite person, but... I loved it, he says. I laughed all the way through it. Tim Russ and I watched that movie, and we absolutely loved it. It was definitely making fun of Star Trek and science fiction shows and science fiction fans and people who make the shows. It poked fun at the genre, but it did it very well. And I have to, th- I have to think that if you're a Star Trek fan, you'd find it even funnier than a normal person. <laughs> and, of course, it made me a little depressed because the things that they were making fun of were things we take far too seriously. I saw Trekkies, and I enjoyed that, but Galaxy Quest, I think, is the best parody that I've seen done of Star Trek. It was well done.
1: So that was really good. Those are really interesting. Um, I think uh, Braga's comment further illustrates how little he understands of Star Trek's appeal. Yes, I agree. Um, But I couldn't help thinking, oh my God, can you imagine if you're in the theater watching Galaxy Quest... And you realize the guy sitting behind you is Patrick Stewart. (gasps) Who is laughing his head off. Yes. That would have been the
0: best thing ever, (laughs) to hear Patrick Stewart laughing at this. Oh, he must have just found it so funny. And Alan Rickman, too, I'm sure. So that was really, really nice. I was so glad. Um, Also from this site is an early draft of the script, (gasps) which you can download. And I read it. Uh And it's really good. And it's mostly the same as the final version of it. It has a little more... Um, overt, sort of snarky about Tim Allen and his shirt coming off and Mm -hmm. always saving the day. And I can see why they cut it, because it's a little Mm -hmm. heavy-handed. There were no subplots that were cut. There were a few scenes that were shortened, and I can see why they shortened them. Wait, does it answer the question I've always had about um, the engineer? Nope. He's just like that. There isn't anything about him carrying the food around with him. But he's just that character. There's no explanation well, for why. Well, also he is.
1: you get this this idea that. He's gone through some decline that he used to be a very dynamic person. Well, there's
0: a little bit of that in here where they they talk about the fact that he really hasn't done anything since the show is over. Like, but the, I'm
1: talking about a personal decline no, as well, not just no, professional. No, they don't talk about that.
0: Wow. So there's a little bit more, but not very much. But this is the part I wanted to read. To oh, you. okay. So this is the scene where um, Tim Allen has Tim Allen, where Jason Nesmith has come back from being on the ship, and he is he goes to the electronic store right? they've just done the thing, and he literally runs into Brandon and his friends, and Mm -hmm. they exchange boxes. So Brandon says, Commander, evidently we had a miscommunication regarding yesterday's scheduled voyage, and then Jason Nesmith kind of goes away, and they're just standing there looking at each other, and I don't think they show this really in the movie. So one of the, the other kids says, He dissed us again, Brandon, and Brandon says, He probably has some very important business to attend to. And then one of the other guys says to Brandon, maybe we should just start a Star Trek club. <laughs> the stage direction says, the others turn silent, incredulous. Brandon looks at Hollister with hard, cold eyes. Pacino scene with Fredo. Brandon says, don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> he walks away. The others stare at Hollister. And that's the end of that scene. Oh, wow. So they cut that. Yeah. Clearly. So I thought that was pretty funny. The other thing I discovered is, that we now have to get is that there's a novelization of the movie we have to get it is it on Amazon yes oh. i didn't order it yet but i'm going to oh fantastic so there's a novelization now we have to read it and oh. find out what's in the novelization oh that is listening. a
1: blast we have to get that i'm so
0: excited about that that's <laughs>
1: wonderful so is there any information on this site or did you find any in your your searches about what studios rejected it? How was it difficult now, to sell?
0: now the the Questarian site is really deep, so I did not read every single thing in it. But no, I couldn't find anything in here. The the Questarian site is funny. It's it's half stuff about um, the actual movie, and then half mm-hmm. of it plays that that it really was a show. Right. So yeah. you have to kind of weed through. Um, like, there's the Galaxy Quest technical manual, the Thermian data sheet, mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest collectibles, and stuff like that. And then there's what I just read to you, which right. is, you know, actual stuff. So um, Wait, I, what's in celebrity talk?
1: What do other think, celebrities think of it?
0: Uh, That's
1: different than Trek talk. Let's see. Let's see what other celebrities have to say.
0: Oh, let's see. There's Bruce Boxleitner. Okay. He says, we watch Galaxy Quest on a regular basis. It never ceases to make us laugh. Well, Bruce can come on our show. Um, here's Ben Browder. He was the, the cranky guy in Farscape. Oh, okay. He says, Galaxy Quest scared the hell out of me. Most of the core cast went and saw it the first weekend it came out. We got to the set on Monday, and all I could go was never surrender, never give up by Grabthar's hammer, I swear. I just totally dug the movie. But they did that hammer sequence in the ship, and they said, the writer of this should be killed. The nonsensical stuff goes on, and you go, oh, my God, this is my life. <laughs> From the beginning at the convention, you go, okay, 20 years, you haven't worked. This is my life. On one hand, you go, at least I'll have a living. On the other hand, you're going, No! <laughs> I think that it's remarkable, and it's fantastic that the fans invest that much in a show. You want people to invest themselves in your show. For the most part, you sort of think of yourself as just an average person. You get involved and absorbed in the work, and the work obsesses you. But all this stuff on the side that comes with being on Star Trek, that to me looks a little scary, to answer to the real world for the fantasy world you live out. I look forward to it, but it scares me to have to talk to people who know the show that well and have watched what you're doing that well. You want people to really watch, but do you want them to watch that closely? It's the same kind of fear I think we all have in our lives when we start to think, when are they going to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing? That's a really (laughs) interesting comment. comment. It is. Um, And then Erin Gray who was on Buck Rogers says, I loved galaxy quest. I got to tell you something. I'm in the theater and I'm laughing in places that no one else was laughing. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm catching all the jokes. I kept saying, this is me. This is my life. Here it is. Um, so those are pretty funny. I I meant to say in the script, um, the sequence where they run through the chompers is Mm -hmm. is longer and there's more stuff. There's like lava (laughs) dripping down on top of their heads and they have to run across a steaming pit full of like acid or something. It just, there's more so, it's great. Oh, that's
1: wonderful. Yeah. Oh, so, anyway, listeners, if you have other Galaxy Quest news information, yeah. things like that, we would really love to hear about it. Because to us, Galaxy Quest is an important part of the Trek universe. It
0: absolutely is. It, it's a big part of it. So, that was just great. And if anybody has the time or wants to just go through the Questarian site a little more um, in depth and let us know about some stuff, that would be awesomely awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So, you know that that'll be a fun piece of homework. Yeah, for you. yeah, do that. Cool. Well, um, shall we take a little break here? Sure. Let's do that, and then we're going to do an activity. Come back a Yay! Okay. Cue right. the
2: music. Get up! Get up, come back here.
0: episode, we're going to do something fun. It's a fun activity. And um, this required a lot of um, finagling on my part to get this fucking thing to work because (laughs) it's a game that's only available in Windows 98 and I don't have any machines that run Windows 98. So I had to get virtual PC and install it and then find Windows 98 and install it and then make sure that it actually worked on a Mac. It does. Yay! <laughs> so here it is. So um, we've got it set up so that you can hear the um, the game as we're playing it. This is the Star Trek Trivia Challenge. Okay. And she so just, click uh, just click play. I just clicked play. Now remember, this game came out running for Windows 98, so it's old game. Okay. And the questions um, don't go past, I guess, 1998 or something. Do we have to bring or in or something? Well, um,. There's some funny stuff that happens at the beginning of it, and hopefully everybody will be able to hear this okay, the, the machine... Paramount logo. Yeah, the machine we have it running on is an iMac with a really loud fan, so... But, as I remember, the sound on the game is fairly obnoxious. <laughs> oh, goody! <laughs> so now it's it's doing a little jazzy sort of uh, credit here at the beginning. Zing, a little harp, harp. yeah. His fake Star Trek music,
1: really? And fake Star Trek star uh-huh. and ship.
0: Oh yeah! Captain <laughs> Kirk on <Want> a boogie, <laughs> hosted by a serial killer Mark Jonathan Davis. Really?
1: Is this what he's doing in jail? Producer Leonard G. Fisher, whoever he is. Isn't this great music? Yeah, I love it. I like the. Programming, Matt Schneider I like the ship swooping by Artwork, C. Sterling Imlay That sounds like a fake name oh, I age. was just going to say <laughs> that <laughs> Sound effects and original music Mitchell Sigmund That's M- Mitchell. a fake name
0: Come on Mitchell, we love you Yay, your give it up, He's British Scripting questions, I don't recognize any of these names Nope, Mark Jonathan Davis The host, yeah Oh, more people. Imlai, Sigmund,
1: it's all the same people. Mm -hmm. Okay. We know what this means. Yeah. (laughs) Same people (laughs) did the game design. Maybe we should incorporate this into our music library. Hey,
2: welcome to the game. (gasps) Which Star Trek series would you like to use for your questions today? The original. From the original five-year mission, next generation... Or a quest for the best from both series. Let's do one. Okay, one. Good choice. Questions from the original <laughs> series. How many players dare match wits with me? A table for one, a dynamic duo, or a trio? We're a dynamic duo. We're gonna do two. A two-player game it is. Before we start the game, let's find out a little more about each other. Okay. I'm the host. <laughs> player one, name please. Do you, do
0: you want me to player one? Okay. Okay, so I'm Kitty. We're going to put K-I. <laughs> <Let> I <it> know. <find laughs> so, so what you get right here for player one, enter your name, it's a handwriting on the spanking list. <laughs> it is. And yes. then right above it is a little place where you type your name and it has a Star Trek insignia that moves yep. instead of a cursor. So what do you do? Press enter, I
2: guess. Do you want to be represented as a male or a female? A female. You want to
0: be female. Press F for female. I just beamed out. There you are.
2: Player one, your key is the letter Q, as in quick, which I'm sure cute. you will be. See, Time cute. to check in, player two. Who are you? Who am I? Do you I want to, to be represented Ooh, as I a male blue. or a female? I'm
1: gold. I'm gonna be. I'm a Kirk girl. No,
0: you're not. You're red.
1: Orangish.
2: <laughs> you're Caller orange. The your color that doesn't exist. C, <laughs> as in positronic brain, you <laughs> may need one to get through this game. Now that everybody <laughs> is signed in, I'll take player one to start with control of the board. Looks like we're going to need some categories and points here. Oh, it's like That's Jeopardy! Seat belts, here we go. Player one, you make the call. So
0: you just have to press your button and it'll stop on one of those things. But that, it's going so fast! It doesn't matter.
2: Okay. Dr. Feelgood for 200 points. All right, you ready? This is a multiple choice question. <gasps> to answer, ring in with your player key and then press the number key for your answer. Sounds simple. It no. is. In Brighton <laughs> circuses, McCoy claims that Spock is not afraid to die. What? The... <laughs> you knew the answer. Play to this? Along, what's the answer? Okay. Um. Answers. Never... Four. Wait, let me read them. Oh, next time is critical. Oh, shut up. How about you step in. And okay, do this it. Question. Just answer. Okay.
1: I'll know better next time to let it go.
2: I Valiant s- effort, but not correct. I said I'll four. In a rare, tender moment Spock inside a jail cell, McCoy claims that Spock's lack of fear for his own mortality is due to his being more afraid of living. Is the jail cell really the place for that kind of I thing? I just lost two hundred dollars. Oh. Look at so your arms, your arms are crossed angrily. Oh me, I get to pick. Okay,
0: this
1: let's make a rule that you have to let him finish the question. Okay. And reading so the just answers. to let you guys know what's happening.
0: Along the left After side, you
2: feel good oh, for it picked it all by push. itself, okay. I can not even describe what syndrome. That. Medicine Chief Kirok is haunted by what strange dreams. A brightly lit lodge, a lodge that moves through the sky, the black lodge, or a lodge with a bear holding a candle. I have no idea. You oh, know? I know. Fill me in, player one. A lodge that moves so through the sky. Mundo. don't you hate it when you miss time your peyote? Player one, you make the call. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, now you gotta pick it. It is like Jeopardy. You feel good for 400 points. McCoy proclaims, I'm a doctor, not a mendicant. What's a mendicant? I know. You didn't and let it do it. Player two. Right. More specifically, a mendicant is one who makes a business of begging, a panhandler, if you will. We have
1: to let him Shouldn't read the
2: question. Oh, the sorry. Player two, you got game. Your <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to pick now. Yes. Rock and roll for six hundred points. In shore leave, a white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland rears its fuzzy head. We gotta let what it read them. Sang the song, White Rabbit. The Jeffersons, Starship, Jefferson Airplane, or Jefferson Starship. (laughs) Player one, what's your solution?
1: My solution is number three, Jefferson Airplane.
0: I thought it was the Jeffersons.
2: Ah, yes. (laughs) Who can forget? Actually, who can remember? Player one, roll the ball.
1: 1,000
0: points!
2: Rock and roll for
0: 800
2: points. Which popular group released an album in 1998 with the line, Your knees will start shaking and your fingers pop like a pinch on the neck of Mr. Spot, Oasis, The Beastie Boys, The Shatners, or Sublime? Uh, I'm going to say The Beastie
0: Boys. We well, got to ring in.
2: Player two, what's the answer? Uh, Number two, The Beastie Boys. Hello, Nasty. It's from the song Intergalactic, but you're so dope you already knew that. Yes. Wow. Way two, you have the bridge. Okay. Ooh, what's that? This like double jeopardy? You just picked up a second chances token. What the hell does that if mean? If you answer a question incorrectly, you can use your token by ringing in again for a second chance to answer the question. I like our headless avatar. Hatfields and McCoys for four hundred points. All right. Which one of these declarations has McCoy uh, declared? I'm a lawyer, not a doctor. I'm a doctor, not an actuator. I'm a doctor, not a poet. Or, I'm a doctor, not an escalator.
1: I think I know. <sighs> I rang in. in, player one. Four, I'm a doctor, not an escalator.
2: I know. Can you believe it? In attempting <laughs> to assist a pregnant Eileen in Friday's Child, McCoy <laughs> actually says this to Kirk and Scott, <laughs> Eileen cares only for bat <clears throat> bedside manner. Player one, it's your board. Okay. You get to enter the amount of points to wager on this question. You are the only player that is allowed to answer the question, and you must answer the question or lose your bet. So, how much are you willing to risk? You've got 1,400 points.
1: I'm going to put in a 1,000.
2: Okay, player one, your bet has been placed. In the Enemy Within, which of these events occurred for the first time? The captain is seen very trusted. <gasps> McCoy gets real ornery, <laughs> Sulu takes the helm, or Spot performs the Vulcan nerve pinch. I think somebody better do I it. I think four. You gotta ring in before you can answer. Respond with your answer, player one.
1: I thought I was the only one who could ring in.
2: Yeah, but you had yep, to do your... And what a pinch it was. Wow. Player one, you have control of the board. I like Fisman. Rock that. and roll for 200 points. i got to catch Which up, man. Which star of the original series suffers from tinnitus <gasps> debilitating ringing in the ears? It's, it's both of them. James Doohan, Michelle Nichols, <sighs> or William Shatner. <gasps> Give me the I'm going to say poetry. Shatner, even though okay. takes like me more too, isn't it? Much like Tony yeah. Randall, Pete Townsend, and Lars Ulrich, William <sighs> Shatner suffers from tinnitus. But so does Leonard. Two, you have the bridge. Uh... Ooh, and 800. for 800. points. McCoy proclaims, I'm a doctor, not a lepidopterist. What's a <laughs> lepidopterist? A foot doctor, We're a social worker placing wild cats into good homes, a maker of eyeglasses, or a butterfly collector. Respond with your answer, player one.
1: I'm going to say number four, a butterfly collector.
2: That is correct. <laughs> McCoy never seemed like the type to be running around with a net in his hand, though. Well, on he he say sure, of course. Surely? One yeah.
1: Of the Jeez. Ball. Oh, I have control. Okay.
2: Star first oh. for 200 points. In what year did the initial pilot episode The Cage first air on television? Oh, 1969, good question. 1988, 1965, or 1966? <laughs> Okay, 41, I'm, what's your I'm gonna guess
1: that it was 69 because it didn't get shown
2: oh the first time you know on the right. answer please I said, you, cra- you have to ring in if you want to answer oh, it. I, didn't get I it. did oh let me help you out with the correct answer the first pilot was rejected by NBC executives and did not air on television until oh, 88 wow. but it was used as a filler episode for Star Trek the Next Generation during a writer's strike it was 41, I didn't know part. that?
1: Oh, I have the board still. Okay, that's so interesting. Star
2: first for four hundred points. Wow, I learned something. Which one of these actors was born <laughs> oh, in Canada? Oh, please! William Shatner, DeForest Kelly, Walter Koenig, <sighs> or George Takei? I'll do it. Okay. Time to talk back, player two. I'm going to answer one. William Shatner. Yep, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Who says NAFT is a bum deal for the lower forty-eight? Player two, you have controlled the board. Doctor Feelgood for. 800 points. In the Omega Glory, oh. McCoy recalls bacteriological warfare experiments on Earth during the 1990s. What is it that makes him think of this? His own experiments aboard the Enterprise, infection on Omega 4. He woke up that morning with a cold sore or <laughs> depleted antibiotics on Rubicon 3. I'm going to say 2. Your answer is number 2, infection. Good answer. Hey, that McCoy was kind of like Nostradamus, huh? Talking about Earth's experiments with bacteriological warfare in his present's past, risking its future? Ow, I think I sprained my brain. Yeah. You got game. You're aboard. At Fields and McCoys for 200 points. McCoy proclaimed, I'm a doctor, not a numismatist. What's a numismatist? A coin collector, a hydraulic pump repairman, a tooth doctor, or a hubcap collector. Okay, player one, clarify.
1: I'm going to say coin
2: collector number one. Cha-ching! Right on the money. You would so beat me one, Jeopardy. But he
1: didn't tell us where he says it. What a bummer! That we wanted is, to know.
2: McCoy's for six hundred points. Which one of these occupations has Doctor McCoy not <laughs> <earned> He's not. <laughs> That's not. Telephone conductor, bricklayer, psychiatrist, or minister's son.
0: I know. Okay. Player I believe two, it's minister's son. Number four,
2: minister's son. Dr. Leonard McCoy never claimed not to be a minister's son. <laughs> but Dr. DeForest Kelly was indeed a Baptist minister's boy. Oh, Great motivation for bones down. to show righteous indignation toward others during arguments. Player two is at the helm. There's only two spaces Star left. Star firsts left for he had 800 points. Which original series regular had a role in the 1961 oh. film Judgment at Nuremberg? Oh. DeForest Kelly, James Doohan, William Shatner, or Leonard Nimoy? <laughs> Okay, player one, clarifying. woo
1: It's number three, William Shatner.
2: Very good. Thank Shatner you. Shatner portrayed Captain Byers in the movie. Good guys or bad guys doesn't matter so long as Shatner's a captain. The as goddamn Paul, there's captain. There's only one square left. Let me pick this one Okay. Walk and roll for 400, 400 points. Name the 80s UK pop band named after a character in... Oh, a I know. Time. Genesis, T'Pau, Duran Duran, or star <laughs> The answer is back, two. two to pow. There was a band called. Um, yep, their motto must have been live long in obscurity. Well, that's a wrap for round one. <gasps> round two. <gasps> double the points, double the fun. Here and we're very category. close in score.
1: Whoa. Okay, now it's
2: magic time. <laughs> player two, you got game. Your board. Duran Duran. 1600. Birth. Oh, wow. I'll see you later. If a red shirted security officer by name of Grant accompanies the landing party to Capella 4 and is provided with a cligot implement for which to scratch an itch, what's the likely outcome? A chafing of the affected skin, unlike any on record in the known galaxy. He dies, uncontrollable itching, or unbearable swelling. Okay, player one, clarify. I'm gambling
1: that he dies.
2: I think you're right. Yeah. The Capellan Kligon is a blinded weapon, and when thrown can be deadly, as was the case of poor Grant. Doesn't uh-huh. make a very good back scratcher, then, does it? Player one, you make the call. Oh, sick. Uh, sick Bay for 800 points. Sick Bay, okay. Who was chief medical officer aboard the original Starship Enterprise under the command oh, of I Captain know. Christopher Pike? Dr. Catherine Pulaski, Dr. <laughs> Anton Fives, Dr. <laughs> Philip Boyce, or Dr. Leonard McCoy? <laughs> Time to talk back, player two. Dr. Boyce. Dr. Fibes, that's pretty funny. Correct. Yeah. Dr. Boyce said, Sometimes a man will tell his bartender things he'll never tell his doctor. <laughs> player two, you have controlled the board. <laughs> Trek or treat for 800 <laughs> points. When asked, how does Kirk explain the concept of power to Sylvia in Catwalk? With a kiss, he expounds upon the responsibilities and privileges of being captain, he breaks down in tears at being reminded of all the pressure, or he throws his arms up in a shrug. <laughs> <laughs> you know one? I like all the answers. Fill I, me in, player one. I'm going to say with a kiss. <laughs> Isn't that Kirk's answer to everything? What's power like? Yes, yes it is. Mwah. Enjoying yourself? Mwah. Player one, you're the boss. What's that mean? Looks like you'll go this one alone. This is a lockout question. Food, alien, or both? I got turned into. 800 points. (laughs) What is a tribble? A drink served before a Vulcan meal, the smallest unit of Klingon currency, a two player card game, or a cuddly creature with an active reproductive system? Okay, I've rung in. Respond with your answer, player one. The cuddly
1: creature? That's Lena right. got turned Just into like one of those cubes. Toys. Yeah, a dodecahedron.
2: A, a creature with an active reproductive system.
1: Kind of like me. <laughs>
2: you control the oh. bridge.
0: Oh, I got turned back. Okay.
2: Shorely. <gasps> We're on shore leave. Time to take a little break. It's shore leave. <laughs> You'll be taking a little time away from us to relax and get ready for the rest of the game. Enjoy your leave. Sick bay for. Four hundred points in the no. changeling, a fine woman, sugar and spice, and itch you just can't scratch. Oh, a I know conflicting impulses or a bundle of nerves.
0: <laughs> player two, what's the answer? That would be three, a mass of conflicting impulses. Thank you very Your much, sex sixties.
2: conflicted. Nomad being a practical computer could not reconcile the complicated female. But who can? Am I right, fellas? Looks like player two, shut the up. Of the board. Really. Oh, now I'm a <gasps> Whoa, a temporal vortex. Temporal rift. <sighs> Let's do the time warp again. Thank you. We've encountered a <sighs> hiccup in time. Everything is exactly as it was a few turns ago. <gasps> you disappeared. Oh you have the bridge? need oh. <sighs> really alien, weird. or both. They took away my points. points. This is a cloaked message. The questions and answers will slowly be revealed to you. When you know the answer, ring in with your player key and press the number of your answer.
1: Working.
2: What is a treble? We did that. Give me the skinny, player two. That was weird. That's right. Much like Deanna Troy's mother, a treble is a cuddly creature with an active reproductive (laughs) system. Player two, you have the bridge. This sucks. Mud flaps for (laughs) 400 points. The androids in Mud were designed by a long-extinct race of humanoids from which galaxy? Oh. Don't strain too hard on this one. Do you know? Mth- okay. One, what's your solution?
1: I'm thinking it's for the Andromeda.
2: That's the one. Their oh. race was cut short due to their son going Nova. If they'd only moved to Stepford, they could have made a killing. Player one, you have control of the ball. Oh. Check or treat for... I to let it read all the answers. In the original series, if you begin to act out your most ambitious fantasies aboard the Enterprise, what may have happened to you? I think someone dropped something in your drink. You may have been infected with the Psi 2000 virus, causing you to put your deepest desires on public display. You've been hypnotized by Tamar the Magician, or a strange cloud has enveloped the Enterprise, and everybody's acting on impulse. Respond with your answer, player one.
1: Number two, the side v- 2000 virus.
2: Yes. Of course, this could explain Kirk's penchant for indulgence, but the change wasn't that radical. Player one, it's your board. Or treat for 1,200 points. Who would be most successful at attempting a mind meld? Uhura, Horta, Kreskin, or Spock? I think it's Kreskin. <laughs> really? Player two, acknowledge. Oh, uh, or Spock. <laughs> There you go. We know the mine meld to be an exclusive trade of Vulcans. Exclusive, touch, but make sure they've washed their hands first. Player two, you got game. Mud flaps for sixteen hundred points. In I mud, where does the Enterprise landing party first meet Mud the first? On the throne, <laughs> in his cell, in his boudoir, or in the courtyard? Uh, it's. Respond with your answer, player one. It's number
1: one on the throne. Okay.
2: Oh, you're right. How indelicate, but true. Don't <laughs> worry though, this drone has no hole in the seat. Player one you have control of the boat. Trick or treat for 1600 points. This is whack. As they say in Hollywood, all paths lead to Star Trek. Can you identify the link to Star Trek in this question? Name the actor who links the original Star Trek to the 1972 Giant Rabbit opus, Night of the Lepus. Pernell Roberts, Stuart Whitman, William Elliott, or DeForest Kelly. I have no idea. But you're ringing in. What oh, courage? Oh, could answer, answer something. William uh, Elliot portrayed Dr. Leopold in Night of the Lepus, but the Enterprise already had a doctor, so no role for him. Who else wants a piece of me? Uh, we ran out of time. Valiant effort, but not correct. I'll get it. He's a college president, not a doctor. That's true of really? DeForest Kelly in Night of the Lepus. Thank goodness those mutated bunnies don't multiply like Tribble's. Player 1, you control the bridge. Okay. Food, alien, or both for 400 points. While ordering dinner with Spock, Sulu tries to impress him with his knowledge of Vulcan really? and orders Kunatsune. Why does this concern Spock? He thinks Sulu is trying to put the moves on him. <laughs> it's a form of poison. Spock is a vegan Vulcan. Or he is afraid Sulu just insulted the Klingons at the next table. I have no idea. Player two, acknowledge. Oh, wrong! Homesman. What the hell Allow is this happening? Your attention to that sculpture from Ardona over there as I switch our drinks here. Huh, that's better. Anyone else want to bring it on? No. Let me help you out with the correct answer. As Kuna Solik is the Vulcan declaration to become one's mate. Spock thinks Sulu is trying to put the moves on it. When did this
0: Think ever they happen?
2: Player one, you <laughs> I think they're the making win. shit up now. Uh, <laughs> for it's the USS Make Shit Up! In Wolf in the Fold, to what does McCoy attribute the cause of the explosion that threw Scotty against the bulkhead, giving him a concussion? Spooky mumbo-jumbo, That's a the woman, answer. a Romulan attack, or tribbles in the Jefferies tube? I Player was... One, what's your solution?
1: It's two, a woman, it's another sexist thing.
2: Ain't it the truth? <laughs> you can't live with them, and you can't sustain a concussion without him. I was going to say so mumbo-jumbo. Player one, you make the call. Okay. Sickbay for 400 points. In the Changeling, how does changeling. no Hey, man we had this question woman? already. We had this! And I'm just, just going to rush to the, to the conclusion. Two, your impulse to answer correctly was not conflicted. Nomad, being a practical computer, could not reconcile the complicated I female. If this means but if can, s- am I right,
0: fellas? Start recycling Layer questions. 2 is at the
2: helm. Food, alien, or both for 1600 points. This is a cloaked message. Uh-oh.
1: Is it the same working.
2: one? Oh. Working.
0: Which of the working. following is a powerful working. pharmaceutical stimulant? Oh. Number,
2: number 1. What's the answer? Number
1: 1. Quadrazine
2: recommended by Federation medical personnel a little stable do you player 1 you control the bridge yay food alien or both for 1200 points this is a cloaked message working, working. Have, which of these oh, oh, is not a
0: klingon is
1: not a klingon food
0: item i have oh oh i know it's number
2: 3 tranya two, acknowledge Right. Tranya they is eat something a called Pippius Claw? I might find behind bar. I think they're making ah, shit up now.
0: Ah, I think so, too.
2: Ah, ah, ah. Looks like Player 2's got command of the board. You <laughs> are so kicking my ass. 1,200 points. I, Mud, is the second time we see Harcourt Fenton Mud When's the first. They call me Mr. Mud, <laughs> Mud's Women, Mud's Lied, or Mud's First Offense. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the skinny, Player 2. That would be Mud's Women. Although and I like they call me when they want to be, that Is, as how only one left, is there a final jeopardy I don't know mud flat I have this all the way 800 okay. points In I mud how do Kirk and the others overwhelm the androids? refuse them transfuse them <laughs> confuse them or abuse them <laughs> <Oops. laughs> Okay player 1 clarify
1: confuse them
2: that's right. In an attempt to shut down the androids, confuse the humans cat. act out zany skits that confuse their <laughs> Zany skits! That sounds logical to me. Well, that's a wrap for round two. Welcome to the final Ooh. round where we take Star Trek puns to the extreme. Oh, no. When it's your turn, you can guess a letter or press the space bar to solve the what puzzle. What the hell is this? Be careful. If you are incorrect when you try to solve the puzzle, you are out of the game. Uh-oh. Remember, you do not need to ring in before picking a letter. Okay. The clue is song, character. Which letter do you prefer, Player One? What is this, like hangman?
1: Um, okay, I'll say A.
2: Which letter do you recognize, Player Two? Uh, Oh. Player one, time to call a character. Pick. You're following in you are picked one. I already picked player. E. Choose another letter. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. Player two, time to act for a letter. Uh. Oh. Go ahead and pick a letter, player uh. one. Where's
1: I on this keyboard? Hit it.
2: Good. Oh. More as much as you think.
1: No.
0: Player one, plus press the spacebar to solve it. Uh. No way. Which letter do you recognize,
2: player two? Uh. Okay, cupcakes. spill your guts. I have no idea. Uh, Go ahead and pick a letter, player one. Uh, player two, time to tag a letter. Good. Do you know as much as you think? No. I have no idea. The last word is uh, Mary. Player one, time to call a character. Pick. Good call. Think you know what it is?
1: No. What letter did you just pick? I thought I picked D. Oh.
2: Player two, time to tag a letter. Um, I'll pick A. Uh, I already did that one. You can tell down there. Uh, oh. Just pick anything. Good call. Think you know what it is? Uh, No? Uh, Player two, time to opt for a letter. I'm gonna pick P. Okay, cupcakes, fill your gut. Oh, I get it. Player two, what's the answer? It's a U. Nice try, but we were looking for the correct answer. What? Say goodbye and we'll meet you at the credits.
0: But that's the Player answer. One, time mm. to break the
2: bank. Pick a letter. <laughs> Player one, what's the answer? Oh, you have to type the whole thing. Yes. Really?
0: Yeah. It's proud. Miri.
2: Well, that's what we were I think we should for. split those points. points. I think I so, to too. Let me explain the whole thing. <laughs> Big wheels keep on turning. Proud Mary keep on burning. This answer recalls the song Proud Mary that was such a hit for Creedence Clearwater Revival and Ike and Tina Turner and puts little Mary in Mary's place. At least until she's a little older. Then she'll get all those sores and die. Well, that's a wrap for this game. Let's move on to the Hall of Fame and see how you measure up. Okay. Okay high scores well no one has played this yet so there are no high
0: scores oh well,
1: then it should enter me oh Kenny, there you are lena that's, that's it. it
0: yay oh man so now i i feel pretty sure that they were really making some of those things some up. of that
1: shit was made
2: up <laughs> <laughs>
1: well thank you for all you went through to to Present this game to us. Sure, um, that was really kind
0: of weird. And as you know,
1: I was worried that this was going to be as painful as the Starfleet oh,
2: Academy no, game. Oh no!
1: Again, it was inadequately explained hey, to where us. Do you
2: think you're going. Do you want to quit the Star Trek Trivia Challenge? <laughs> yes. Yeah, if that's the way you want it, come back soon.
0: Okay. Shut up, you serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: this was not as painful, mm-hmm. although it was inadequately explained. <laughs> And although he was not as mean Mm -hmm. as the Admiral, he did cut us off and misinterpret what we were doing. Mm
0: -hmm. I agree. So as we were trying to explain a few things. Oh, let me just say that Duran Duran, (laughs) as the name of that band, is Uh named after a character in Barbarella. Oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's where that came from. Um, so it was, it's set up like Jeopardy, where right. when they're asking you to pick a category, they have, it's just, you know, there's the categories, and then there are dollar point amounts for each of them, and then you pick them. And then to play, each of us had to press our um, our letter, and then we had to press the number to answer the question, and it said whether it was right or wrong. And right. And we had little icons up at the top, it was a, a headless crew member. <laughs> And when you female, were, and the neutral pose was with the arms behind the the back like this, like uh-huh. in a spockish pose. And then when we were um, talking, the arms were down at the side. And then if one of us lost, that person crossed their arms like I this. I didn't notice yeah, any of so that. I was watching that. Cool. Yeah. What a goofy game. Well, we're going to have to play it again with the other questions sometime. I think
1: this would be a good thing for us to uh, play, like, at SmutCon. Or, oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, Friscon or Yeah, or and whatever. see people
0: freak out with the this, this shit that they made up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hope there are more questions than that. I, think I mean, they repeated
0: at least one question. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, but I wonder whether, if you play combination, if you get different questions, maybe? I don't know. Maybe they're just drawn from a pool of them. So, we'll anyway. get a bunch of people and play in teams. Yeah. So there you are. Star Trek trivia. Yay! Well, what a find. Where did you get that? I don't remember. I thought Tony had sent it to us, and I asked him, and he said no. So I don't know where the hell I got it from. Wow. Somewhere. Well, that certainly wraps up a fine show. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you you all didn't get bored listening to us do that, but we thought you'd enjoy it. And I'm
1: sorry for the times we forgot to let him read it all so you could hear the silly answers.
0: But, um, I, I,
1: I, I know where the butterfly one came from in Shore Leave. Yeah.
0: Because,
1: uh, he says something about, I'm going to chase that rabbit with a big net. And then, you know, that kind of ties into that. But some of the others, the Escalator one, of course, I knew was from, um, Friday's Child. Yeah,
0: especially because we just saw that recently. Right. Yeah. Um. Couple others, the,
1: the the one that was coin collector. I don't remember
0: that. Yeah, not at all.
1: So, more homework, listeners. Yeah. If you know at what point McCoy says he's not a coin collector,
0: let us know. Let us know. All right. Well, let's sign off for this time, and uh, more of the trivia game in future episodes. Okay, signing off.